Welcome to the Marketing AI SparkCast, the go-to podcast where we explore the exciting intersection of artificial intelligence and marketing. Our aim is to spark your curiosity and inspire you to infuse your marketing with AI. Join Abby Varma, a B2B marketing leader, as he navigates you through this dynamic and ever-evolving landscape where technology meets creativity. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to today's episode. Uh, today, we are discussing one of the most um, obvious and powerful AI use cases for marketing professionals, which is customer engagement. Um, we're going to look at customer engagement via AI-powered chatbots, ones that are trained in you know your data and is ready to engage with your customers and prospects. We're going to talk about both sort of pre-purchase in the evaluation phase, where uh, these chatbots can play a part of a virtual SDR agent, or in sort of the post-purchase world where um, they could play the part of a virtual customer support rep. So um, yeah, exciting topic. And uh, we have a great guest today who is um, really primed to speak to us about all of this stuff because he's right in the middle of it. Uh, today, we are very pleased to have Nick Kleit join us, who is the CEO of Handle. Uh, they're an AI chatbot for customer engagement and support. Nick, welcome to the show. Perfect. Thank you for having me, Abby. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here and to talk about chatbots and AI for customer engagement. Awesome. Yeah, we're so excited to have you join us. And Nick, you have such an interesting background. I mean, investment banker to CEO to entrepreneur would love for you to share your journey and a little bit about your story with all our listeners. Of course. Uh, I don't think I can feed the whole story into this podcast, but uh, to keep it concise, um, so originally I come from Croatia, um, I came to the United States, graduated from the University in Florida, and then I met, moved to New York. Uh, moving to New York, the dream was finance, working on Wall Street. So that was mm -hmm. the uh, first professional um, step. Uh, I loved it because I love the analytical work. I like the details uh, that actually finance brings. Uh, but more importantly, I always uh, like to get processes more efficient and bring efficiency to workflows and processes. And um, if you know finance, uh, it's a traditional industry, so the change is kind of hard. Um, so at that time, uh, I wanted to start something my own. Yeah. Uh, and then the first venture was um, real estate tech. Mm -hmm. So real, real estate tech, tech was um, helping real estate companies, property management firms, brokerage firms to actually automate customer interactions, streamline the scheduling process, and actually uh, um, give out the avail availabilities for their properties. Um, and then after the real estate tech um, created Handle, which is really AI-powered, um, engagement solution that really streamlines the customer interactions and brings the efficiency and agility uh, within organizations. Awesome. That is so um, interesting. And how how old is Handle? How long have you been at it? So we launched Handle about three years ago. Uh, we've been working mm -hmm. in this space, in this conversational AI, chatbots and AI uh, space for more than six years. Uh, so we have seen it all 
even before the term chatbot was popular, we already used machine learning to automate interactions between companies at that time, real estate companies and um, uh, customers. But right now, as you know, AI chatbot, chatbots, a very popular term. Everybody's talking about it. Um, so I'm very pleased uh, that the trend continues and actually the benefits are very tangible right now. Awesome. Very cool. So I guess you're saying that you guys were cool before it was cool. Um, <laughs> you said it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Awesome. So um, let's let's dig in a little bit. So you know the AI-powered chatbots—they are not like one's dad's chatbots from a few years ago. And you guys have sort of been through it all. So maybe we'll start by you giving us your perspective on how these AI-powered chatbots are different than you know the chatbots of yesteryears, and and how are they? Um, already shaping business and marketing landscapes and and how will they continue to evolve? I know it's a broad question, so, um, you know, take your time. Yes, and, and I think that's a great question um, because right now when we see uh, the um, how chatbots evolved, actually we're seeing the AI evolving um, because chatbots are interfa interface, how we communicate, uh, how we exchange messages. But the engine behind it, which is AI, actually evolved a lot. Uh, right now, we're seeing uh, generative AI, uh, which is basically we provide a prompt or we provide a command or any questions, and then the generative AI generates the content, the answers based on certain information that is imported, uploaded, and so forth. Uh, uh -huh. So I think that right now, people and companies are seeing the power of AI because generative AI, it's very flexible and it's very human-like uh, and it actually can um, um, accomplish many different tasks. So when we're talking about marketing, uh, marketing is broad as well, but it's all about bringing awareness uh, about the brand, um, lead gen, um, updating, giving the updates about the services, about the products. So actually chatbots can help in every different, every step of the way in the marketing uh, marketer's role. So for mm -hmm. example, um, if we are creating content, um, chatbots, or when I, when I talk about chatbots, I mean AI chatbots. So giving the prompt to a chatbot and specific prompt, the chatbot will actually generate the content that is made for your particular brand or style. Um, mm -hmm. So idea uh, idea creation, uh, another one, lead generation. So uh, you're working hard to get users onto your website or any communication channel, right? Mm -hmm. You want to get something out of those users. So the chatbot can very seamlessly um, engage with those users, answer questions, take the information, and then have them uh, uh, go through their customer journey to fulfill certain call to action. Um, mm -hmm data analysis. Um, so there are many, many different use cases within uh, uh, marketing sector that chatbots can really provide a tangible benefits. No, I think you said it really well. I mean, uh, uh, and the, the funny thing is we're just getting started, right? It's, it's also True. new and there's all these use cases that are emerging. And I think as the market sort of moves towards higher levels of maturity, I think this whole AI infused marketing in these various use cases will keep evolving. So uh, certainly a very interesting space. 
Um, so talk to us a little bit about training. So like something like a chat GPT is being trained on generic information, but these days you could train AI on data, which is specific to your organization in your company. And that has the ability to really improve customer engagement um, because your customer interactions and your um, customer experience would be very contextual to your situation. It's not a, a you know gen generic uh, la a large language model that's sort of uh, powering that chatbot. So what is your interpretation of, of this power of sort of training um, chatbots, AI-powered AI chatbot, which is specific to your company's intellectual property? Yes, I think that's extremely important. Uh, because if you look and looking at different uh, use cases, uh, so for example, lead generation, and if potential customers are coming to your website to get more information about your product or services, um, you cannot have generic answers. So mm. you have to have specific answers about your products, about your uh, services. So you have to train or uh, fine tune the model based on your information about your uh, services. Uh, when we're talking about content creation, um, we know that certain companies, they have their own style, they have their own brand, they have their own messaging, and they want to be consistent throughout their marketing campaigns uh, with their messaging. So you can simply fine tune the model based on your information, previous campaigns, previous copies, and then the chatbot and the AI will actually uh, create content based on your style. So it's consistent um, throughout. Um, I think it's uh, very important. Again, it depends on the company, what they want to use the chatbot for. Uh, but fine-tuning on their own specific information, I think in most cases works like a charm. Uh, because again, you have your unique services, products, message, style that you want to continue uh, expressing, selling, and um, uh, showing. Uh, and chatbot, it's the same as if you look at it as a digital employee, you need to train it a little bit. You don't want it just to kind of hire a digital employee and okay, go to work. No, okay, this is our style. This is These are our products. We put in that information, we train that digital employee, and then however anybody asks a prompt or asks a question, chatbot will provide information based on your um, style or by, on your content. Um, and in this case, you can really control what the chatbot might answer and what kind of um, information it will generate. Mm -hmm. Do you see, I know at, at Handle, um, that's a very core principle of what you guys do, making sure that your uh, customers can leverage the chatbot with information that would be contextual to their uh, customer experience. And do you really see, uh, I, I couldn't imagine that the, you know, the, the, from an ROI standpoint, if I'm a, if I'm a customer of Handle, um, how my customers would react to that, because then again, my engagement is very contextual uh, to to my specific you know line of business. In this case, um, could be could be you know whatever handles customer does. So that to me seems you know super fascinating, and I would imagine that 
with those sort of capabilities already in place, I mean, the generic sort of the generically trained uh, AIs don't really make sense in very specific sort of engagement use cases like this. True. Um, with us, we have clients all over the world, different sectors, different sizes, different languages. Um, huh. So it's very important uh, for our clients to have a very seamless way uh, to fine tune or to train the chatbot based on their information. Uh, like you said, so it has a actually employee that works for them, uh, trained on their own uh, information. Uh, mm -hmm. when, we're when we're talking about the generic um, uh, chatbots, they have a value because if they want to, for example, uh, internal uh, purposes, if you want to research something or you want to analyze certain data that is publicly available, then you can use uh, um, uh, chatbots that are trained on the uh, publicly available data. Okay, you know, show me what is the statistics of XYZ and they will provide you a report uh, based on that. But really, if it's a com company specific uh, chatbot, um, what I can see is that a fine tuning on a specific information uh, uh -huh. is very much needed. Yes. Okay. Very interesting. So, I mean, you read about this all the time with uh, just the rapid explosion of AI, you know, over the last year or so, you know, there's lots of talk about data privacy and ethical use of AI and all those sort of things. So that's obviously a legitimate concern. We want to make sure that when the society at large uses these AIs, that it's not revealing any sort of private information for, for uh, people who are, uh, whose data is being used to train up these uh, AIs. But how do you feel about that and how do you feel the industry at large should really respond to something like that? Because to me, it's definitely a legitimate concern. It is. Um, and uh, I see right now I can talk um, uh, from Handel's point of view. Uh, we'll let our clients decide if they want to, for example, opt in, uh, given their information or the prompt they use to go into the training system or not. So if you don't want to opt in that, you opt out and your uh, data will not go into the training system. Uh, mm -hmm. When it comes to um, ethical um, standpoints, um, well, that's a very broad term. What is ethical? Um, uh, with the handle or with specific chatbots, the fine tuning on the specific information means a lot because the company has the control over what information the chatbot uses to generate answers and to actually generate content. Uh, so you know they will not touch into other uh, databases to actually provide information. It will only touch your information. And then your information is, is it ethical or not? That's up to you. Um, and I think, again, when we if we look at chatbots as really as digital employees, um, regular employees go through training, uh, right? You have the training material, tell what they can do, what they cannot do. Uh, but you never have 100% control over what your employee will do when they when they communicate with a customer or a partner or so forth. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it's the same with the uh, chatbots. Um, the key is really testing, seeing how it works and actually what data it uses uh, mm -hmm. uh, to provide content and information. And then uh, you will see actually 
how it goes, and if there is any information that it provides that it's in the company's point of view, not acceptable, not optimal, and then you can wow. actually just remove that information from the fine tuning uh, that you've done. Okay. So Nick, let me ask you your perspective on, you know, obviously governments are paying attention at this point, you know, the, the Biden government and, mm-hmm. you know, various bodies in, in Europe and uh, other parts of the world where they're sort of coming up and wanting to come up with frameworks for, you know, ethical use and data privacy and those sort of things. Um, in your opinion, do you think that's going to impact the the rate of innovation um, or, you know, these uh, guardrails that the governments are putting in is going to result in actually like a healthier um, AI ecosystem in the future? Um, well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see um, what rules um, they come up with. Um, I think, again, um, everything is kind of broad uh, when they're talking about it. Um, it's nothing is specific yet. I think um, there should be obviously a control uh, what the AI can do. Uh, but on the other hand, if uh, we're only talking about how to make the processes, the workflows at the end, our lives better and more efficient. So mm-hmm. we have a better productivity and then we have better, more free time. I think mm-hmm. we should give it a, a freedom to do so. Uh, but again, um, I don't want to go into the regulations or politics or how they think about it. Uh, yeah. We'll see what they decide, uh, will abide with anything that they decide. Uh, but right now, I think very, it's very important, at least from Handel's point of view, that we stick with our clients, uh, what they need the chatbots for, how they want to use it, because it's uh-huh. more for business use and to kind of just automate and make the workflows uh, more efficient. And the rest, um, we'll see, nobody knows, uh, because yeah. it's still rather new. Uh, um, the technology is becoming mainstream. Uh, so with any new technology, there's always pros and cons. The change yeah. is never great. Uh, but the AI, I mean, this uh, new wave, uh, the new generation, uh, uh, of these products, AI products, I mean, it's unbelievable and it will really raise the pro- productivity curve on another level. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So you guys have been at it, like you said, for uh, three years or so and would love to get a little bit of insight on your journey for AI adoption because to me, a, a lot of companies, there's, there's millions of businesses out there that are those traditional SaaS businesses. Um, and I can't imagine that they're not thinking about how to adopt AI in their world, into their product offerings, and really at the end of the day, make it more, you know, add more value for their customers. Like you're saying, you know, it'll be efficiency, better quality, faster, all those things. So what are some of the common challenges that you think that businesses would face when it comes to AI adoption um, into uh, any any company's technology and any recommendations on on overcoming them, especially because you guys have been through that journey yourself. You mentioned uh, early on, you guys were already thinking about machine learning and already playing with all those technologies. 
you know, well before AI and, and ChatGPT became cool. So what is your advice? What, what's your experience in the challenges and what's your advice to organizations trying to overcome that? Yes. Uh, so when we started uh, with machine learning and when we uh, had the chatbots, were really chatbots, uh, then it was all about what this can do and what is this. So it was a learning curve. Uh, right now, we're well past that. Uh, so everybody is well aware of chatbots, of AI, and most likely they have experienced what they can do. I think when it comes to um, companies uh, that want to join the AI uh, wave or they see AI everywhere, so they want to be a part of it, um, the key is uh, to actually know what you want the chatbot to do for you, to have a tangible goal, measurable goal. It can be a small goal, but to know, okay, I will utilize chatbot to do X and utilize it only for that, measure it, see if it moves a needle, see if you need to make any adjustments. And then if everything goes well, then expand to, expand to another use case uh, or go a larger scale. What I can see um, with our clients and other companies is they want to do too much right away. Mm -hmm. So when you want to do too much right away, everything becomes broad. You actually, uh, you don't have uh, specific uh, tasks that you want to automate. You just have one thing, oh, it would be great if AI can uh, automate our entire you know, department or entire workflow. Okay. Uh -huh. It can do that, but let's take step by step how to get to that point. Because like you um, mentioned as well, um, um, uh, human agents or really um, staff, uh, they need to be familiar what the chatbot can do, how it can really make the processes more efficient, and then what are the possibilities of chatbots to do next. And uh -huh. I think really starting small, measuring the really the, the how it works, the benefit it brings, how it interacts, what kind of information it provides, uh, how your customers or users uh, respond to, the, to chatbot, know that down, make adjustments, and then add more tasks to the chatbot. And slowly, 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 from the very small step, actually uh -huh. the chatbot will be responsible for a very large task within your organization. Words of wisdom. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, so you you mentioned human agents. So in today's uh, ecosystem, it's not uncommon where you know you'll come across. You go to a website. You'll come across a chatbot. You start engaging with the chatbot, and you know um, the chatbot can't give you the answer that you are seeking. It'll give you something sort of tangential, or it'll give you something nonsensical sometimes or it'll give you you know a phone number email or something along those lines um you know but then a lot of organizations and when it encounters those sort of situations also uh sort of transition that conversation to like a human agent and in your opinion do you see with ai powered chatbots there's going to be a time where that may not be necessary, where the chatbot conversationally in a, its ability to interpret human language is mature enough for 
not having a need for human agents, or do you still feel there needs to be some sort of a balance? I would not say we're there yet, uh, but we'll definitely uh, reach the point where the chatbot will take over the entire task or entire interaction with customers. Um, what I can see right now with the companies, uh, if they have a contact center, if they have agents uh, in place, uh, what they want to do, they want to actually um, minimize the work their agents do. Uh, mm -hmm. So for example, if agent uh, did 100% of the work, let's add a chatbot so the agent can do 80% of the work or 70% of the work. So uh -huh. once we see um, uh, chatbots on the websites uh, going into, I don't know, but I will transfer you uh, to an agent. That doesn't mean that the chatbot cannot uh, accomplish the task that you're looking for. Uh, that might mean that the organization behind that actually prefers that the agent takes over at that particular uh, time. Uh -huh. um, but uh, what we are seeing from uh, our example, from Handel's example, is that once a company automates, for example, 10% or 20% of a certain task or process, and actually the performance is done uh, very well, then it's really in the, in the business's best interest. Okay, let's automate 30% or 40%. Let's see how the chatbot will do. If performance is great, okay, let's move to the 60%. So we're coming to the place actually uh, with a question might be is uh, how humans and how human agents will complement chatbots and not how chatbots will complement human agents. Mm -hmm. um, um, I believe that uh, human um, agents staff they will become they will take a manager role, um, uh, uh, like a supervisor role over uh -huh. chatbots, uh, because chatbots have multiple different skills and multiple different skill sets. It's just a matter of organizations what they want to use the chatbots for, and uh -huh. uh, how much automation do they actually want to bring into their process. Is it ten percent or is it a hundred percent? Okay, uh, uh, and I mean we are already there, but companies the, it, there is a transition between solely human um, based to hundred percent automation. So we are still somewhere in the human based plus automation phase, but we are slowly moving to the more and more uh, that the process and the tasks are hundred percent automated. Very interesting. So it's almost like you know, instead of it being an overarching sort of carte blanche approach, it's almost like, you know, establish goals first and align your outcomes to, you know, goals that are established and then sort of construct your workflows and infrastructure accordingly, uh, as opposed to, you know, painting all workflows with a broad brush. Yes, exactly. Very cool. So, um, uh, very interesting conversation, Nick. So I want to pivot a little bit to your advice for marketers, right? Because to me, you know, customer engagement is um, and and the power of AI towards customer engagement um, is is immense. And so, uh, for most marketers, there is so much information and so many an explosion of so many technologies in the market already when it comes to AI powered um, technologies just specific for marketers. 
it is very easy for marketers, an average marketer, to get really overwhelmed. So what is your advice? How should marketers go about it? How do you ask your marketing team to approach it? Um, any any thoughts in that area? Um, again, uh, to repeat what I've mentioned before is um, know your goals, know you want, what you want to accomplish, and uh, utilize chatbots to see if the chatbot can do it better, faster, more efficient than you or your team can. Um, when it comes to uh, marketing, uh, really, it's, it's a wide spectrum, uh, what marketers do. Uh, so from contact generation um, to testing uh, different messages, different copies, conversion, um, data analysis. Uh, if you have multiple uh, campaigns, it has to be data synchronization, how to access the data, creating the reports, it, uh, how are uh, campaigns um, performing, what is our reach. So, there's multiple different uh, parts that marketers do. Um, the key is really, first, uh, what part do you need help with? Or what part can actually, uh, uh, can you um, uh, use an assistant um, um, with? So that can be maybe content generation, okay, I need, let's say, 10 different copies for this particular product or for this particular service, right? Uh -huh. um, we sometimes, when we're creating co copies or content, maybe it becomes too similar, or maybe we have just one um, train of thought and it's always about that. So that's where Gen AI can really uh, be a huge help. It can uh -huh. uh, uh, give you an examples, it can create a content that is completely something else that you didn't even think of or your team, but it still follows your same style. So that's just one of the, one of the examples uh, that the uh, AI, the chatbots can uh, help you with. Uh, when it comes to the data, right, um, writing reports, that's a big thing. Uh, chatbots can help with that. You simply um, put in the prompt or a command what you want to see in the report and what is the data source uh, for the report, and the chatbots will actually uh, create a report for you. Uh, but again, one small step at a time. Mm. What is the goal? Go for it, test it, make adjustments, and see if really chatbots move a needle for you. If they do, okay, let's expand that goal. Let's expand the task. Let's go to somewhere else. Test yeah. it, put in data, adjust it, because it's all about the testing, right? Even in, yeah. in, in the entire marketing, it's a testing. How does this copy works, right? What yeah. is the conversion here? What if we change the subject? What do we change the content? Will it move the needle? Can we get the couple of percentage points more in the conversion? So it's yeah. all about the testing. And yeah. uh, it's same with the new technology, the same as chatbots. Test it, see, I mean, it's your assistant, you're in charge, but chatbot is helping you become more efficient. Test it, see how it performs, and then decide what's next. Awesome, thank you for that. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit about innovation. Zoom out and talk about innovation at large, right? So, you know, um, AI is here to stay, but to me, I feel that this field's not going to stop, you know, innovating. You know, it has the power of really disrupting pretty much, you know, every industry, uh, every market, um, and um, in a in a good way. So. Um, as you look towards innovation, what is your approach towards innovation? You know, um, are you, and I would imagine that you're an AI optimist, but you know, what is, 
what is your perspective? Let's say if you and me were having this discussion in the next five years, what do you forecast that you know the future looks like, and um, and how do you how do you think about it? Yes, maybe I'm biased here, um, right? But uh, I'm very optimistic, and um, when we look at the innovation, I think uh, we all should be very open um, uh, towards it because innovation helps me, you, businesses in, in, in really in our professional life, but also in a personal life. Uh, so we should be very open to it. Um, and again, uh, when it comes to AI, it, uh, it's growing, it's becoming more powerful. Uh, and the best part with AI is that it only, uh, it's only becoming more and more knowledgeable, it can only uh, accomplish uh, more and more tasks, it can get more and more skillful in a certain areas. So we never have to start from zero. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's very valuable. Uh, before, um, this year uh, was all about the quantity of data that we can put into AI to train it. But right mm -hmm. now what we're seeing, we don't have to have that much data, it just has to be a quality data for specific tasks that we want to accomplish. And I believe in five years that the chatbots um, will not be looking at them as a, something very innovative. I think it will be a part of everyday life, uh, not just mm -hmm. professional life, uh, but personal life as well. Um, mm -hmm. They will be uh, interconnected with the different systems. Uh, I mean, we can see it right now already with Alexa, smart homes and so forth, you know, private yep. lives. Um, but in a professional life, uh, all the tools that we use actually will be able to um, uh, be connected with a chatbot. So you can simply uh, ask chatbot, do this or give it a prompt uh, and it will go to that system, pull out the information only, or it will put the information in the system that you use. Um, it's an interface at the end of the day, right? Uh -huh. The chatbot. You give it a command, you give it an input, you get an output. So. It's, um, it will be inter interconnected and uh, it will make all of our lives uh, uh, much more efficient and uh, uh, much easier at the end. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, I am an AI optimist myself and I look forward to a day where um, these personal assistants like Alexa and, and what have you, Siri, will add more value than just what the weather is and the traffic conditions and everything. So. Um, that certainly feels um, like an exciting future to be part of. So, uh, okay. Nick, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, really appreciate your thoughts uh, for the listeners, for those of you who are interested uh, in checking out Handle. You can go to askhandle.com. Uh, you can learn more about um, you know Nick's company and about their uh, profit offerings of AI powered chatbots. Um, but um, to all the listeners, thank you for joining us and um, really appreciate you guys um, being part of this journey as we all try to make sense of AI and how it can sort of supercharge our marketing efforts. So with that, we'll take your leave. Nick, thank you very much. Thank you for having me.